0: If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: God has given you everything that you need to grow spiritually. So why do some succeed spiritually and others fail? Answer, because they choose to.
0: Salvation is God's gift of grace. But coming up today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out spiritual growth takes our effort and cooperation.
1: We see God's work and we see man's work. You see God sows that seed in your heart, but you decide what kind of soil your heart will be. This is the day when the lost are found.
0: We recently pointed out that more than a million people have heard the gospel through all the outreaches of Harvest Ministries. They hear the gospel each day on A New Beginning through evangelistic films, through books, TV and social media, and through our large Harvest Crusades. And not only are they hearing the message, they're responding. Today we answer the question, what's next? Good insight on the importance of spiritual growth, especially for new believers.
1: You know when we think of the people that prayed that prayer we have to give thanks to God. If that doesn't move your heart then maybe you don't have a heart. Maybe your blood isn't pumping or your heart isn't working because every believer should rejoice in such a thing. Now it is interesting to note that some people when they accept Christ it is sort of like a rocket. They take off and they just keep going higher and higher. They just bear fruit, more fruit, and more fruit on top of that fruit, and then some more fruit. But then there are others that shoot up with a burst, and then they just crash and burn. Some grow faster than others. I heard a story about a father who was talking with his daughter and her little five-year-old friend, Kristen. They were talking about birthdays. And as it turns out, Kristen's birthday was March 30th, and the father's birthday was March 27th. He said, You know, Kristen... Our birthdays are only three days apart. So little five-year-old Kristen, look at this full-grown adult man, and she said, yeah, but you know what? You grew much faster than I did. <laughs> but really, the fact is, some people do grow faster than others. Now, do we have anything to say about that? Is there anything that we can do to facilitate our spiritual growth, or is it just a random thing, the luck of the draw, if you will? I believe you have a lot to say about that. And we are going to discover that here in Matthew 13 in what is often called the parable of the sower. I think you could just as easily call it the parable of the soils. Here in this story we discover the seed of the Word of God falling on different types of soil representing the human heart. Some flourish. Some do not. We see God's work, and we see man's work. You see, God sows that seed in your heart, but you decide what kind of soil your heart will be. God has given you everything that you need to grow spiritually. The Bible tells us that the Lord is keeping us by His power through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. That's First Peter 1.5. So God is keeping us. But then we read over in the book of Jude to keep yourself in the love of God. So is that a contradiction? No, it's just two sides of the same coin. God will keep you, but you need to keep yourself in the love of God. There's God's part, and then it is your part. So why do some succeed spiritually and others fail? Answer, because they choose to. It's not a single choice you make one day. It's hundreds, hundreds. Even thousands of choices they make over their lifetime to do the right thing or to do the wrong thing. So we see that played out for us in the parable of the soils or the parable of the sower. Okay, so a sower went out to sow seed. And some seed fell on rocky ground on the roadside and the birds swooped down and ate it and the seed never took root. Then some seed fell on ground that was embedded with rocks, and because it could not get rooted properly, it shot up but withered in the blazing sun. Then other seed fell on soil that was embedded with thorns and weeds, and though the seed began to grow into a plant, it was slowly but surely choked out by the weeds. And finally, some seed fell on good ground and brought forth a lot of fruit. That is a paraphrase of the parable. Now here is the interpretation, Matthew 13, verse 18. Now therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of God, the word of the kingdom rather, and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes, that's Satan, and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one that receives seed by the wayside. He that received the seed on stony places, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, and endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is the one who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But he that receives seed on the good ground, this is the one that hears the word and understands it and indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Now, Back in these days of the first century, the way they sowed seed was different than the way we do it today. Now we have all the the latest tractors and irrigation systems and all the things that can help a farmer have a successful crop. But back in these days, it almost was random. They would just go out with a bag of seed and the sower, the farmer, would just take the seed and throw it out. The wind would pick it up. Some seed fell on the roadside. Some seed fell on ground embedded with rocks, etc. So it was There was a randomness, but the seed found its intended target. The same could be said of crusade evangelism. You know, we just take that seed and throw it out there. And it reaches the audience that's there in attendance. And then it reaches those people watching on the internet and watching on television and listening on radio. Then it's archived and watched later by people and heard later by people. And what I've been amazed by is there are people who have heard messages that are a year old And yet it speaks right to them, right where they're at in that moment. That's the power of the Word of God. But here is the focus. You need to listen. Actually Matthew omits a word that Mark uses in his version of the parable of the sower. The word is listen. Jesus is saying listen. Pay attention to what I'm saying to you now. This is very important. And that is true for us. How we hear the Word of God. It's attention with intention. The story is told of uh, President Franklin Roosevelt. And he was in the White House and there was a long line of people that wanted to shake the hand of the President of the United States. And he would say things to them and didn't feel like anyone was listening to what he said. So as an experiment, he decided one day he was going to say to every person that he shook hands with, I murdered my grandmother this morning. And so a person walks by. I murdered my grandmother this morning, says the president. They said, very good, Mr. President. Thank you so much. You're doing a great job. I murdered my grandmother this morning. God bless you, Mr. President. We're proud of you. And he just said it again and again. Finally, the line's coming to a close. And it's actually the ambassador from Bolivia that responds to a statement. The president says, I murdered my grandmother this morning. The ambassador from Bolivia said, well, sir, I'm sure she had it coming. The only guy who listens. You can be like that in church, can't you? You can listen, technically, audibly, but you're not really listening with your heart. You're not taking it in. So Jesus is saying to his audience listen up to what I am saying.
0: You're listening to Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Today, Pastor Greg is taking us to the parable of the soils to learn some important lessons on how we can all grow spiritually. Let's continue.
1: So now we see these four soils. Let's start with the first one. We'll call them highway hearers. Verse 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. Now this is a group of people that you tell about Jesus and they just don't respond. In fact, they might even respond with a certain degree of hostility. They don't want it in their life. This is sort of illustrated by the birds that grab the seed off the roadside or maybe to put it in our lives like when you go to In-N-Out Burger and you decide to sit outside and you've got your burger and your fries and a fry drops to the ground and the birds come and get it. And some birds are even more aggressive. They will take that fry right out of your hand. And don't get me started on seagulls. I am no fan of seagulls. So this is the picture here. Immediately the devil comes and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. This is the person that just has a hard heart. How can the heart of a human get so hard? Only one answer. It is sin. Sin hardens the heart. And the heart that has hardened sins even more. Paul explains this in 2 Corinthians 4. He says, Satan, the God of this evil world, has blinded the minds of those that do not believe so they can't see the glorious news of the gospel. They don't understand the message we preach about Christ. Satan blinds them, then he binds them, then he grinds them. Yeah, that's the way Satan is. And these people have hard hearts. And you know, the easiest way to get a hard heart is by exposure to the Word of God and unwillingness to receive it. Proverbs 29.1 says, He who is often rebuked hardens his heart and will be suddenly destroyed without remedy. Or another translation puts it this way. For people who hate discipline only get more stubborn. There will come a day when life tumbles in and they break but then it will be too late to help them. You know, here's the perfect illustration. Pharaoh. Moses came into his presence, did miracle after miracle after miracle, and the Bible says, Pharaoh hardened his heart. Pharaoh hardened his heart. Pharaoh hardened his heart. Ten times in the book of Exodus it says, Pharaoh hardened his heart. Then ten more times in the book of Exodus it says, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. God hardened Pharaoh's heart. So some people say, ah, it's a contradiction in the Bible. No, it isn't. Again, two sides of the same coin. See, God gives a free will to a man and to a woman. And if you choose to exercise that free will toward God and belief, He will strengthen you in that belief. And if you choose to resist the Spirit and harden your heart, in effect, God will strengthen that as well. In fact, a better translation of the word for God hardened Pharaoh's heart would be God strengthened Pharaoh's heart. So, this is the first category. They just have hard hearts, and there's nothing you are going to say that is going to dissuade them from this point of view. Now, we come to category number two, and I think this is especially relevant in light of our crusade. We'll call them rocky road hearers. Verse 20. He who received the seed on stony places is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no root in himself and endures only for a while and when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. This is a picture of the person that seems to have the most dramatic, off-the-hook conversion you have ever witnessed. They come in hard and resistant and they walk out overflowing with excitement and passion. This is a person that after their conversion, they're not happy with this little start Bible we give out. They go out and buy the biggest Bible available and they pepper every statement with praise the Lord. I was walking on the street yesterday, praise the Lord, and and, and the light was green, praise the Lord. So I crossed over, praise the Lord, and they go, praise the Lord. You know, they're like that. All they can talk about is Jesus. It even embarrasses you a little bit. When you are out with them they are so passionate. They come to church. They lift their hands higher than anybody else. They sing louder than anybody else. And then a week goes by, maybe a month, and they are gone. Gone with the wind. And so you call them up and say, where have you been? I haven't seen you at church. Oh I am not into that anymore. Why not? Oh I just psyched myself into it. You know I just did it because my friends did it. And we say how could this happen? Well, how it happens is some people are just impulsive by nature. But then when it gets a little bit hard, they forget about it, right? You ask the question, well, are these people who became Christians then lost their salvation? No. These are people that never had salvation to begin with. You say, but Greg, I saw results in their life and they said Jesus a lot and they had a really giant Bible. They must have been a Christian. No, by their fruit you shall know them. And when we say fruit, we mean long-term fruit. Listen, here's how you know who a Christian is compared to a non-Christian or even a person who made a profession of faith. It's where they end up. A prodigal will always find his way home. But if a person makes a profession of faith and they walk away from it and never return, I suggest to you they were never a Christian to start with. You might say, well, what do you base that on? Base it on 1 John. Loose paraphrase. It says, they went out from us. They didn't continue with us. If they had really been of us, they would have stayed with us. But because they left it showed they were never really with us. It's where you end up. So this is this category. Rocky Road here.
0: We're digging into the parable of the soils or the parable of the sower with Pastor Greg Laurie here on A New Beginning. Well, as you've been listening today, maybe you're realizing you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord. Well, Pastor Greg would love to help you make that change right
1: now. Maybe as you've been listening to this message, you've thought, I wish I could come into this relationship with God. I just don't know how. Let me tell you, How you can come into a relationship with God right here, right now. First of all, you need to recognize you need God. You need to admit you're a sinner. I know some people choke on that word, but the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But then you need to recognize that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on the cross for your sin. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then you need to believe in Jesus. Jesus put it this way, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You might ask, how does one believe in Jesus? To believe means to put your faith and trust in Christ, in Christ alone, and to receive him into your life as your own friend, Savior, and Lord. The Bible says, for as many as received him, He gave them the power to become sons of God. Would you like to receive Christ? And by that I mean, would you like to ask Jesus to enter into your life and be your Savior, your friend, your Lord? If so, you can just pray this prayer after me now. Pray these words if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin. I turn now from my sin and I ask you to come into my life and forgive me of all of my sin. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing this prayer, and thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I want to congratulate you and say, welcome to the family of God.
0: That's right. And we want to help you get started living for the Lord. We'd like to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Ask for a new Believer's Growth Pack when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today next time on A New Beginning, join us for more helpful insight on how to maximize our spiritual growth. It's a great message for new believers and veteran Christians.